Sisters, I welcome us to today's devotional on high and sharp on Zion. Trust our night was peaceful. Uh, we will continue with our reading from the book of Galatians. I will be reading chapter 3 and chapter 4 from the contemporary English version. I read, You stupid Galatians, I told you exactly how Jesus Christ was nailed to a cross. Has someone now put an evil spell on you? I want to know only one thing. How were you giving God's spirit? Was it by obeying the law of Moses or by hearing about Christ and having faith in him? How can you be so stupid? Do you think that by yourself you can complete what God's spirit started in you? Have you gone through all of this for nothing? Is it all really for nothing? God gives you a spirit and work miracles in you. But does he do this because you obey the law of Moses or because you have heard about Christ and have faith in him? The scriptures say that God accepted Abraham because Abraham had faith. And so, you should understand that everyone who has faith is a child of Abraham. Long ago, the scriptures said God would accept the Gentiles because of their faith. This is why God told Abraham the good news that all nations would be blessed because of him. This means everyone who has faith will share in the blessings given to Abraham because of his faith. 10. Anyone who tries to please God by obeying the law is under a curse. The scripture says everyone who doesn't obey everything in the law is under a curse. No one can please God by obeying the law. The scriptures also say the people God accepts because of their faith will live. The law isn't based on faith. It promises life only to people who obey its commands. But Christ rescued us from the law's cause when he became a curse in our place. This is because the scriptures say that anyone who is nailed to a tree is under a curse. And because of what Jesus Christ has done, the blessing promised to Abraham was taken to the Gentiles. This happened so that by faith we would be given the promise of the Holy Spirit. 15. My friends, I will use an everyday example to explain what I mean. 
once someone agrees to something, no one else can change or cancel the agreement. That is how it is with the promises God made to Abraham and his descendants. The promises were not made to many descendants, but only to one, and that one is Christ. What I'm saying is that the law cannot change or cancel God's promise made 430 years ago. Made 430 years before the law was given. If we have to obey the law in order to receive God's blessings, those blessings don't really come to us because of God's promise. But God was kind to Abraham and made him a promise. 19. What is this? What is the use of the law? It was given later to show that we sin, but it was only supposed to last until the coming of that descendant who was given the promise. In fact, angels gave the law to Moses and he gave it to the people. There is only one God, and the law did not come directly from him. Does the Lord disgraced? With God's promises? Sorry, does the law disagree with God's promises? No, it doesn't. If any law could give life to us, we could become acceptable to God by obeying that law. But the scriptures say that sin controls everyone so that God's promises will be for anyone who has faith in Jesus Christ. The law controlled us and kept us under its power until the time came when we would have faith. In fact, the law was to be our teacher until Christ came. Then we could have faith and be acceptable to God. But once a person has learned to have faith, there is no more need to have the law as a teacher. All of you are God's children because of your faith in Christ Jesus. And when you were baptized, it was as though you had put on Christ in the same way you put on new clothes. Faith in Christ Jesus is what makes each of us equal with each other. Whether you are a Jew or a Greek, a slave or a free person, a man or a woman, 29, which is the last verse. So if you belong to Christ, you are now part of Abraham's family and you will be given what God promised. Amen. Chapter 4. Children who were under age are no better of than slaves. Even though everything their parents own will someday be theirs, this is because children are placed in the care of guardians and teachers until the time their parents have set. This is how it was with us. We were like children ruled by the power of this world. But when the time was right, God sent his son and a woman gave birth to him. His son obeyed the law so he could set us free from the law and we could become God's children. Now that we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. And his spirit tells us that God is our father. You are no longer slaves. You are children. You are God's children. 
and you will be given what he has promised. Amen. Eight. Before you knew God, you were slaves of gods that are not real. But now you know God. Or better still, God knows you. How can you turn back and become the slaves of those weak and pitiful powers? You even celebrate certain days, months, seasons, and years. I am afraid I have wasted my time working with you. My friends, I beg you to be like me, just as I once tried to be like you. Did you mistreat me when I first preached to you? No, you didn't. Even though you knew I had come there because I was sick, my illness must have caused you some trouble. But you didn't hate me or turn me away because of it. You welcomed me as though I were one of God's angels or even Christ Jesus himself. Where is that good feeling now? I am sure if it had been possible, you would have taken out your own eyes and given them to me. Am I now your enemy just because I told you the truth? Those people may be paying you a lot of attention. But it isn't for your good. They only want to keep you away from me. So you will pay them a lot of attention. It is always good to give your attention to something worthwhile. Even when I am not with you. My children, I am in a terrible pain until Christ may be seen living in you. 20, which is the last verse. I wish I were with you now. Then I would not have to talk this way. You really have me puzzled. Oh, okay, sorry. We're still continuing. 21. Some of you would like to be under the rule of the law of Moses. But do you know what the law says? In the scriptures, we'll learn that Abraham had two sons. The mother of one of them was a slave, while the mother of the other one had always been free. The son of the slave woman was born in the usual way, but the son of the free woman was born because of God's promise. All of this has another meaning as well. Each of the two women stands for one of the agreements God made with his people. Hagar, the slave woman, stands for the agreement that was made at Monsignor. Everyone born into a family is a slave. Ega also stands for Monsignor in Arabia and for the pres present city of Jerusalem. She and her son are slaves. But our mother is the city of Jerusalem in heaven above and she isn't a slave. The scriptures say about her, you have never had children, but now you can be glad. You have never given birth, but now you can shout. Once you had no children, but now you will have more children than a woman who has been married for a long time. 28. My friends, you were born because of this promise, just as Isaac was. But the child who was born in the natural, in the natural way made trouble for the child who was born because of the spirit. The same thing is happening today. The scriptures say, get rid of the slave woman and her son. He won't be given anything 
the son of the free woman will receive everything. 31, the last verse. My friends, we are children of the free woman and not of the slave. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to us in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. And, um, you know, um, in summary of these two chapters, in chapter 3, keep talking about um, the law and our faith, that we are saved not by the law, but by the faith. And the blessings we have is because our father, father of faith, Abraham, have faith, walked with God with faith. And the same way Christ wants us to walk, which is what brother Paul is telling us, right? So faith, faith, faith is what God is asking us. It's not just about keeping the law, like, okay, I'm keeping the Sabbath, I'm keeping this, I'm doing this, I'm going to church, I'm reading my Bible every now and then and all of that. It's not about that. It's about our faith walk with Christ. And in chapter 4, it talks about um, being free. We are Abraham descendants and we are free because of the freedom God gave to Sarah. We are free indeed. Not because of what we have, not because of how we work, so we need to understand that our freedom, not by work, but by grace, which comes from God. So I hope we understand that we have to walk freely. We have to live our life free. And let's not pay attention to people because we talked about it last week. We we're talking about how we mostly please people. Before we do something, we call on people first. We pay attention to people's opinion about us. What people say, what people don't say, what people want, what people don't want for us. Rather, we should pay attention to God because in Christ alone, we have freedom. May the Lord minister his word to us afresh today in Jesus' name. And may he interpret his word to us in a way we will understand. He will give us an open eyes, a hearing hairs, and a heart that comprehend in Jesus' name. Have a fruitful week, people of God. And I will see us tomorrow by God's grace. Bye for now.